0: Well, it's Friday and it's 9.30 in the morning, but the weekend is close at hand and so you can be forgiven for letting your thoughts drift to glasses of wine and uh, moments of leisure. We're going to talk about one very special event involving wine and leisure that's happening about a week from now with our special People in Seoul guest today. His name is Tony Garrett, and he's the chairman of the New Zealand Chamber of Commerce. He's here in the studio to tell us in general about what it's like to market Kiwi culture and products here in Korea, but also to give us a preview of the upcoming New Zealand Wine Festival. Tony, welcome.
1: Kurt, welcome. Thank you very much for inviting us here today to talk about our wine festival. Yeah, I'm the chair of the Kiwi Chamber. You know, we try to keep it a little bit more informal because we are New Zealanders. Yeah. Uh, We're very excited about this wine festival. Fantastic. In In fact, the first one tomorrow is in Pusan.
0: The first uh, one, ah, that's right, you have two separate ones, and so right. tomorrow is in Pusan. Well, let's let's not give away the store quite sure. yet. Let's get to the wine festival a little bit later. Yep. This is your first year as the chair of the Kiwi Chamber, right? Correct. And uh, how's it going?
1: Oh, it's going really well. Um, you know, as a chair, sometimes you don't want to take too much individual glory. I've got a great board with me, so as a team, we're working very, very well, but... Uh, You know, we had Simon Walsh, who was the previous chair and the previous board, who left me in really good um, form to carry on. So I'm really lucky to go...
0: But you're not uh, uh, green to Korea? You're not No, to Korea. no,
1: not at all, not at
0: all. I've been here for nine and a half years. Nine and a half years. I'm going to make a, an educated guess that you might be married to a Korean.
1: No, I'm going out with a Korean, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and so some people say uh, that's probably one of the reasons you end up being stuck. I originally came on a three-year contract. Okay. And uh, then I met uh, a lovely person, and I'm really, really happy to Fantastic. be in that, that situation.
0: I can relate to that very mm. well. Uh, what brought you to Korea initially?
1: Um, Really for my job. I um, was looking around. I'm an academic. I'm a professor at Korea University. And I was looking around at different institutions in the Asia-Pacific region. I have to say at that time, Korea wasn't top of my mind. But Mm -hmm. I saw a job opportunity up here. And then saw the reputation of the school that I ended up being at, and I thought, well, why not? And i am been very thankful since then.
0: I think that's a story that repeats so often with these expats is mm. they say, nah, all right, I'll give Korea a try. Mm. And then the years just stack up, and we get pulled in.
1: I think uh, when I was brought to my attention that it was nine years, I kind of woke up and I thought, my goodness, <laughs> time time has gone quick. Exactly. And actually that's kind of indicative of Korea. Everything happens very fast and time seems to also go very, very quickly.
0: And so in your position as the chair of the Kiwi Chamber, you're sort of a, a meta salesman for uh, New Zealand. Uh, you are uh, a force multiplier for all of these New Zealand businesses that want to get into the Korea space, right?
1: Well, we, we work with uh, other bodies, um, particularly the embassy and also the New Zealand Trade and Enterprise. But, yeah, you're right. In some ways, we're about uh, creating a networking environment, environment for companies both in Korea who are interested in New Zealand but also New Zealand companies that are interested in Korea I see. providing those opportunities. Two
0: ways. Yeah. So when you're talking about uh, selling the idea of uh, New Zealand quality in whatever product it happens to be, I guess maybe you're taking – impressions people already have of New Zealand and latching into those, but also creating new impressions. Uh, Where's the balance? And I guess what I'm asking you is what bag of uh, assumptions and perceptions about New Zealand do Koreans come to you with?
1: Well, of course, Korea, you know, New Zealand is probably, uh, you know, we're a small country at the bottom of the world for many people. And of course, many people have a very positive image towards us. I think uh, you know we've had the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and all those types of things that really showcased our environment, showcased our scenery, mm-hmm. and also showcased us as a destination.
0: Although, in fairness, don't you think they kind of milked the Hobbit a little too long?
1: I think uh, well, it's not for me to say that, but <laughs> 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 it is not for the chair of the Kiwi the to, to say, say that. that. But certainly, I can understand. Certainly, that. It, it raised the profile of New Zealand in many ways. But you're right; it's about deepening that relationship and we're very fortunate there's a lot of Koreans living in New Zealand and there's obviously a lot of Kiwis that come to Korea to either uh, teach English or um, similar people to me in my position Mm -hmm. but also now doing business up here and of course we wanted to make it a lot more than just being a clean green environment with nice mountains and all that type of thing of course that's a fantastic base to work from but as you 'll see with the, um, the different products that we have there 's a lot of sophistication um, in the taste it 's the freshness of those particular produce, but it goes beyond just food products and those commodity products film. And television, in mm-hmm. fact, if you 're talking about the Hobbit thing, you know we 've got some fantastic studios, and it 's a fantastic filming destination, but also and a lot of other associated services so we're wanting to deepen that um,
0: with that relationship. gamut, you have a very wide brief there. Where would you say the fulcrum of your efforts uh, are? Is it about getting Kiwi real products on the shelves in Korea, or something different?
1: Ultimately, of course, that's going to be the case. You know, at the end of the day, you know, business is about getting uh, our product on and trying to increase the sales and the profitability of companies that are working in both both sides, and uh, we have to keep that. But like everywhere in Asia, it's all about long term relationship building. So we look about developing those networks. And coming from a smaller country, where our people may get lost amongst the hybrids of all the other. Uh, expatriates here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we need to work on that um, a little so bit. Sharpening so, sharpening
0: the distinct brand image of New Zealand and its products?
1: Absolutely. New Zealand and its products and the people of New Zealand and all gambits that they happen to be. Of course, being a chamber, we cannot take one side over another. But our focus has been predominantly on manufacturers, mm-hmm. um, although um, increasingly we're working more in the education and the tourism sectors. But we have two really other very good bodies that work on those areas up here.
0: Now, when I think of New Zealand, I don't... My mind doesn't instantly think of manufacturers. Uh, What does New Zealand manufacture, and I'm not talking about cheese, wine, et cetera, uh, what products does New Zealand make that that would compete in Korea?
1: Uh, Well, increasingly, um, we have a a thriving software and knowledge industry, and we have... You know, it's very small, and it's very distinct. Uh, And increasingly, we also see a lot more manufacturers... And agri-tech, of course, a lot of things associated with the production of those cheese and wines and the like. Right. So we have some very smart companies in New Zealand, and um, they're increasingly going outside. And even in um, and, and, and apparel and other associated products as mm-hmm. well, tends to be a little bit more pricey, but tends to be focused very much on the projects that we're naturally good at doing. One of our other
0: programs uh, recently did a little Q&A on agri-drones. Was a, it was a segment on drones, <laughs> and uh, it was saying, you know, it was based on this report that said drones are going to be humongous in agriculture. So I can imagine value-added services in agriculture, high-tech, things like that. That would be the kind of thing New Zealand would be great.
1: Oh, right. without question. And um, I'm not so sure about the drones, but I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> kind of intrigued. My eyebrows went up. But certainly, no, certainly in those areas. In fact, um, about facilitating good production but good quality and also good marketing Mm -hmm. skills that are going through.
0: Now, you, your job got a little easier when the New Zealand-Korea FTA passed. Uh, that
1: was when? Uh, last year? Last year. Well, it was uh, finally ratified last December. Great.
0: Uh, so what's the implications of that? The floodgates are open now?
1: Well, not, not, not quite. For certain products and for certain sectors, absolutely. Wine being one, mm-hmm. uh, but some other, other agricultural products, absolutely. But really, it's about over time. And there's a stage process in reducing different tariffs on different products. And therefore, as a consequence, we hopefully will see a lot more products on Korean shelves, Mm -hmm. but also utilized in Korean and other Korean manufacturers um, in the B2B sector, for example, business to business.
0: From this time last year to this time right now in 2016, would consumers in Korea experience a price difference in, say, Kiwi wine on their shelves?
1: Uh, I don't know whether right now I think there will be a flow-on effect, and we've seen that in our experience with other FTAs, with other countries Mm -hmm. that Korea has signed with. There's going to be a flow-on effect, but certainly with the likes of wine, that was one of the first of the main products to actually lose its tariff on it, and which will make it a lot more competitive on the Korean market, competing against a lot of other countries who are very distinctive, you know. Chile, the European wine, Africa. It, yeah. exactly. But now
0: you guys are one of that FTA club. And that brings us into a nice segue our wine festival. Uh, the New Zealand Chamber is putting on this massive wine festival in, with their partners, and uh, it's going to be awesome. It's in Pusan tomorrow, yep. and it's in Seoul next week. Um, in general, what kind of event is this? What kind of range of wines are there?
1: Well, there's a a huge range of wines. In fact, we have the full range of white wines. We have a full range of red wines. We even have a sparkling wine there. We have something in the vicinity, I think, of 20-plus wine suppliers um, with stalls there showcasing their products Mm -hmm. to consumers. And what we're looking for is, as you say, a more relaxed occasion. What makes our wine festival very distinctive is there are a lot of wine festivals in Korea, Mm. but most of them are focused on the trade. Okay. This one's very much focused on the consumer. Yes. And for Korean consumers and obviously a large number of expatriates as well who come up there and who want to experience what New Zealand wine has to offer. And of cuz uh, you know being a relatively small manufacturer of wine, I think we only produce around 1% of the world's wine. Mm-hmm. Um but but it's very good stuff. I, yeah, I am yeah. a big thank fan you. of New Zealand yeah,
0: wine. Uh, and this is more... I've been to a version of this in the past. It's like a big outdoor picnic in a yes, way. Yes,
1: yes. Great stuff going on. Well, the idea is behind it is a, a relaxed kiwi barbecue. Oh, yeah. And it's in the Waterfall Garden, so an outdoor event... If it does rain, we do have an indoor space, You've but uh, we're really, really lucky in that in that particular venue.
0: Now, very posh people talk about things like terroir and uh, the, the soil and things. Uh, you don't have to get quite that granular, <laughs> but how would you sell New Zealand wine, the distinct characteristics?
1: Well, you know, we're known very much for our white wines and increasingly for our Pinot Noir, and certainly and some of the other red varieties. But with our white wines which match very well with a lot of other product that people people eat. We would say it's more like cut grass and fresh fruits, Mm. very herbaceous. It's kind of very green. New Zealand's very lucky. We're a long country, and we have a number of different wine-growing regions. And um, because we're not that warm and we're not that cold, we tend to have a longer ripening process for the the grapes, and it gives a much richer flavor to a lot of our wines. But it's definitely fresh and tangy and, and fruity.
0: Okay, you've definitely got the lexicon. You've been talking to the right wine producers about how to sell this <laughs> I've stuff. I've been
1: well briefed. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: and the temperature, I can picture the temperature being that just perfect sort of Goldilocks temperature yeah. to ripen grapes. Now, at the uh, event, are you going to pair... Kiwi-type f- foods with the wines?
1: Well, certainly we're, we're utilising as much Kiwi product as we possibly can in the, in, the, in the barbecue. So there will be barbecues and meats and salads. So if you're taking the likes of white wines, they go very well with salads and greens. Um, goes very well with Korean food, actually. Yeah. I was told that the Pinot Gris is very good with kimchi. No kidding. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. I'm going to try that one very soon. (laughs) But certainly, and seafoods and that type of thing. So, no... And we're using as much New Zealand produce as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. You know, the wine festival, although it is the wine festival, we want to also to be the celebration of New Zealand produce.
0: There's a great New Zealand restaurant in town. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've gotten a little preview of New Zealand cuisine, but what, what is New Zealand cuisine?
1: Well, you know, I think even New Zealanders are trying to get that kind of name. We're a relatively new country. But I would say now, increasingly, it's about fusion we're a multicultural society. Uh, we're getting a lot more Asian influences into it, but it's about freshness and the use of good product. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember when I was growing up, it was very much about you know, meat and three vegetables, there very English, but now it's a lot more about sal- salads, vari- uh, Asian flavors, these fusion elements coming through into our product.
0: We've gone beyond lamb. I mean, lamb and sheep used to be the big thing, right? Still is. A nice lamb shank is great. Yeah. But uh, as you say, these are very sort of um, kind of farm abundance type ingredients. Salmon. You guys do your own salmon down there, don't you? Yes, we do, yes. And uh, steaks, things like that. Mm. Salads, Greek Mm. salads, lots of fresh veg. And all of those go real nice with uh, herbaceous wines, don't they? Yes, yes.
1: Okay, so... uh, (laughs) But, you know, we have the green lip mussels. We have a lot of these things. A lot of our seafoods are coming in, and and increasingly, even our dessert products. Mm -hmm. You know, um, for example, well, honeys or sweeter products. You know, New Zealand honey, the manuka or tea tree honey, which has got good... Um, health benefits and the like as well
0: you are an island after all so you've got uh, plenty of seafood access you uh, have a vast ratio of countryside to human beings and so therefore you have kind of a little mini french countryside down there in which you can generate all of these ingredients now i understand you are also along with your partners at the new zealand trade and enterprise putting on a new zealand food week apart from the wine festival
1: that's correct. And now this is um, really working on the back of the FTA that you were talking about earlier. So we, the New Zealand Trade and Enterprise, uh, and we're working very closely with the NZTE, are bringing up a number of producers from New Zealand and manufacturers into New Zealand, uh, from New Zealand to explore the possibilities here. So really showing them what Korea is about. And, you know, Korea has, has got its own distinct um, elements. So, which the, so it's about education. So if they want to do business up here, we know you've got to do it properly. Uh, you know, this in many ways, Korea can be very fashionable. We can be in one week, we can be in, and the next week we can be out.
0: Now, whereas the wine festival is kind of a consumer-focused picnic atmosphere, is the food week going to be a bit more, hey, this is the industry?
1: It's much more focused, a lot more on the businesses, the buyers from the different uh, major chains here, uh, but also from those companies that want to use New Zealand ingredients in the manufacture of their own product.
0: Is part of your job to reel in Koreans to come down to New Zealand?
1: Um, It's not really part of my job here. Our job is very much about facilitating that in some ways, So, so providing the network. So if Korean companies or Korean individuals who want to explore, then they can come along to one of our events. And we have, beyond the Wine Festival, we have a number of other events throughout the year. And they can meet other New Zealanders, they can learn. And it's about creating a network. We all hear about working in Korea. It's all about networks Mm -hmm. and about relationship building. So hopefully that's part of what we're doing.
0: Connecting people to people. And if you were to say, what are the chief... Personal characteristics of New Zealanders, and what are the chief personal characteristics of Koreans that would make them simpatico with each other?
1: What would you say that is? <laughs> well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> and it's uh, something that i will be grappling with for nine and a half yeah. years. I mean, so, it's not the rugby. Uh, Koreans the don't do not the rugby questions. much, but, but no. But the I think in many ways, New Zealand's a very relaxed country. We are a, a, a relatively new country. The good thing is, I think we, because of that relaxness, we're relatively open and we can relatively friendly to other people being a multicultural society as well we bring people in so I think that is a really good basis from which we as New Zealanders can build that relationship Koreans are very professional. They want things to be done properly. And I think New Zealand business also understands that they need to do things. We have a very unique brand image. We've got to maintain that brand image over time, not only in the products that we produce but also the people that are dealing with the different clients here. So they do work very well together. And we're very lucky. Most Koreans that go to New Zealand kind of enjoy New Zealand. We have a, lot of, we have a very large Korean alumni koreans who've studied in new zealand here so that's also a good basis to work from
0: that was a very nuanced answer i thought you were just going to say they're both laid back and like wine
1: (laughs) well there there is that as well (laughs) Uh,
0: tony garrett is the chairman of the new zealand chamber of commerce they're putting on the new zealand wine fest this weekend in pusan next weekend in seoul sounds like a lot of fun thank you tony very much for coming in
1: well thank you very much for having me here today
0: And that'll bring Koreascape to a close for this Friday. We are produced by Christina Saul with associate production from Jamie Lee. GP1 is our writer, and I'm Kurt Asian. Remember to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The handle is Koreascape. We'll be back with our special Saturday edition at 9 a.m. tomorrow. We'll see you then.